welcome to Black Country Healthcare's first ever Mind Over Natter podcast. I'm Michelle from the communications team and throughout the year we'll be delving into a range of topics connected to well-being and mental health. Joining us today are two of our esteemed and some of my very favourite clinicians from the Trust, Susan Van Genderen and Marcus Leonard. Pretend you're in Costa, no Starbucks. Huh? What? (laughs) Welcome to you both. So we are now on our third national lockdown. Firstly, how are you both doing? Um, Okay, thank you. I mean, I think this, this lockdown is requiring all of us to dig deep with our emotional and energy resources Um, you know for people some people are working extremely busy haven't got a minute spare for other people it's difficult to fill their time it feels like time is dragging on Um, of course now the added difficulty of homeschooling for some people there's lots of things that can be really stressful for people at the moment having to to juggle Um, I think what I'm trying to do is hold on to the hope that this is probably or hopefully the last time we'll be in this position um, and that the vaccine is going to mean that, that we won't be in this position again. Yeah, different story for me. You see, I'm a, I'm a traveller on the M6, so I, uh, I've managed to uh, wheedle my way around that one with lockdown. So as the, uh, as the technology has matched our requirements, it's meant I've done a lot more work from home. So the dog's really pleased about it. Um, and, and it's amazing how much you can actually do. It's, you, can, you can be somewhere instantaneously. One meeting at one side of the country, straight to another one, straight to somebody on the phone, on Teams. So, so it's, it's been a, um, a coin of two halves. What I've missed out on, I've gained. So I'm, I'm pleased. Why do you think it's particularly hard for people this time around? This time around, we've seen the... We've seen obviously uh, the festives and Christmas, and if, if you look at the commercial activity around around the festivities, we we're very good at managing our mood. And as we as we use Christmas to keep us buoyant, there's always a Christmas song, there's an advert, there's a a gift idea, there's there's the there's the promise of time off. All those things keep us buoyant up through uh, December. As we get into January, and that all disappears. We look elsewhere and we look for the sales. We look for the next holiday we're going on. We, we look to, well, often too much, go to the pub and drink too much, so we've got dry, dry January. But all those, all those mechanisms that we used to use aren't there, or, or they're drastically reduced. And I think that's, that's having quite an impact on people. I think also people are, are fatigued with the, with the lockdown, aren't they? And people are, are sort of feeling frustrated with the politics behind it, thinking that things could have been different. But I, I think there's also a longing for, for getting your old life back. And I think, you know, people are really missing the connections with family and friends. Um, it feels like with this lockdown, there's a flatness that comes to it. Um, flatness in mood. It's, for me, it feels like time is standing still, but then the weeks are whizzing by. Um, and the weather, you know, that in the summer, the lockdown was a little bit more bearable because mm. people were spending a lot of time outside and, and they're not now. So I think that's an added challenge for people at the moment to, to fill their time um, and to, you know, sort of be able to get fresh air and go out for a walk when it's raining or when it's cold isn't quite as, as appealing. 
you mentioned lockdown fatigue. What tips or advice would you give people who are feeling a bit fatigued with it all? There's, there's a few things at the moment. That there's no. I think it's important to remember there is no quick fix. There's no easy way to convert things across. We can look at people who do it well. We can look at people who suffer. But I think a few practical tips are when you when you get up in the morning, don't look at your phone. Give it at least an hour. Don't don't punctuate your day by what comes through your phone. And, and the reason we talk about that is because of the reward circuit. And this is a this is a little dopaminergic system that boosts your serotonin and pushes it in. If you start to set your day up by watching your phone, it, it becomes it becomes a bit of an imprint. You know, it's it's. Um, We've got to be careful. One one of the best one of the best examples I heard was with mindfulness, and and it and it asks you to look at your day in in three three areas: things that uh, deplete you, things that are neutral, and things that energise you. So straight away when you get up in the morning, first thing we do up north is clean our teeth, maybe second, but now most people would say that that's a neutral thing that they do. Now, the, the people who talk about energising or depleting them, the depleting group talk about lists they make of the day, that things that aren't pleasant, arduous tasks, catastrophes, negative thought cycles. The people who are energised by it, are maybe, maybe they've got an holiday picture next to the cabinet and they're, they're thinking about the last holiday they were on, or they're thinking about, you know, more pleasant things. So... So it's not about converting everything from depleting and moving it into energising. Just moving it up at one stage at a time and look for opportunities where your day starts to take a turn early and where it starts to lift early. And look at, the, look at good days that you've had and look at more challenging days that you've had and learn from those patterns. I think there's also something about um, limiting the access that, that you have to, to news. So um, we could have unlimited access now all of the time on, on our phone, computers, radio, television. Um, and actually there was some research done um, after the 9-11 um, incident and actually what they found is that people that watched between eight and nine hours of news a day over that period ended up with similar PTSD symptoms to people that watched it in real life from afar. And those symptoms carried on six months later. So that it's really recognising the how upsetting it is to watch constant bad news. So, you know, the, the head headlines will find us at, at least once a day. So actually it's about limiting the time you go looking for them. Um, and, and, and the impact that, that that has on our emotion, that constant stream of, of bad news. Um, I think it's also about kind of sort of trying to think a little bit further ahead than the lockdown. So, you know, I think it, it is reasonable for us to start making plans in our head of our first day out or of getting together with friends in a garden. That might happen this summer. You know, it, it, people might start to plan in their head a, a holiday later on in the year. And I think it's important to, to think a little bit further ahead um, and start to e even thinking, visualising meeting up with a friend or, you know, do, doing something you enjoy does give you a bit of a, a, a boost of serotonin. It gives you the nice kind of sort of feeling associated with that. So I think it's important to kind of sort of look a bit 
further ahead and, and trying to tap into a bit of kind of excitement. And I think excitement is, is a, an emotion that probably a lot of us have not felt for quite a long time, but it's imagining that those times will, will come again um, and, and focusing on the, the, the good things that are not too far away now. How important is human connection and interaction? And what can we do if we can't see people in person? We talked about this earlier and, you know, it's important not to run away with this. People are starting to talk about loneliness quite uh, firmly now and, and about how this is maybe one of the most ingenious ways that humans have, have come up with to be cruel to each other, you know, in, in putting somebody in isolation. And to remember that we're very lucky in that while we lock down, we've still got very good lines of communication. My friend rang me this morning from Australia. He didn't have much to say, it's Stephen and he's in Brisbane. So even though he wasn't that talkative, it's amazing that you can, you can have these conversations with anybody, it's unrestricted. And, it's, and I suppose using this in a sensible way, so, so making sure that as we plan our week, just have a little, a, a little um, I don't know, a strategy that you'll talk to at least this many people and, and, you'll, and, you'll, and you'll plan this. This is about looking about what your life was like before lockdown and then trying in some way to emulate it. So what I do, rather than obviously drive the length of the M6, I take the dog for a walk. You'll be pleased to know it's not that, in distance terms, it's not as long. And, and I didn't use poo bags on the M6, but I do... I do, I do like to treat it as my kind of stepping up into work. So I want to get back, take my coat off. It's a bit like getting into work and I do the same after I've finished. The dog's got a better routine than I have. But it's, and, and in the same way, and in the evening where you might think, well, I've not spoken to anybody today, you could just, you know, have a few people that you ring, maybe some that you check on, Maybe some that you have a laugh with. Maybe maybe some that you have a more serious conversation with, and and just think about how it was and how you want it to be. And I think if you think newborn babies, they're really drawn to the. Uh, the human voices and human faces and it shows that actually we we need that that sort of stimulates something in our brain that is really rewarding um and like you say marcus it, you know if it gets to the end of the day and you haven't spoken to anyone pick up the phone but you know if, if you're working think can this email be a phone call if not you know is there somebody else you could just check in on the benefit is to both people so actually that person might not have spoken to anyone all day um, and actually you know even if you've got nothing to say just a couple of minutes um, conversation is, is, is going to really help that connection. I think we're probably after the first lockdown all a bit Zoom partied out but I think it's probably time to think about doing the odd one of those again because there's something about seeing a human face which adds an extra benefit to us than just just hearing their voice um, and it's about using the technology that, that's around and you know sort of technology and social media is seen in a, a negative light for a lot of reasons but actually if if we were in lockdown without it I think you know we'd be in a very difficult different position so it is about using that that sort of technology to, to make links with people and actually also sort of thinking about um, the some people 
um, won't have access to, to people to chat to and you know sort of befriending services are available um, just to somebody to, to to make a connection with because because we need it and I think the longer it goes on you know people might get into a habit of not having those connections and then the impact on their mental health is worse but then it's also harder to pick them up again so I think it's about maintaining them at a sort of a, a level at which that you can pick up again when, when we're allowed to to meet people in person. You touched a bit on loneliness then. I know it's been talked about quite a lot nowadays. What can we do if we don't have a lot of family or friends in our social circle? We know that we know that people people have different levels of um, uh, interaction requirements, and some people are very happy. They live quite solitary lives and they enjoy it. And w- one of the things we know. In all areas of life, there is a group of people who do well, and, and, and whether it's through difficult times, whether it's in good times, they always seem to come out um, annoyingly well. And these are the adaptability group, and they know how to adapt to uh, situations when, there's, when they've got lots of interaction around and when they haven't. And, and I suppose it's kind of emulating what they do. So if we look at the um, the idea of people who have lots of hobbies and you know without going to the extreme of putting ships in bottles you know reading and and chunking that off you know the if, if you if you were to get to I don't know three years away from this lockdown and look back and think do you know what for me that lockdown was the best thing that happened because for some people it will be because it would give them time to learn a new skill that they never could I've always wanted to learn the piano and I never, I've never got the time. Well, never you got the time. Uh, you know, I wanted to read a book a week. Well, now you've got the time. I wanted, to, I wanted to draw. I wanted to, I wanted to paint. You know, these are all things that if we put them into place, it's not easy to do, but now we've got the time. And, and, and I think this is the, where we don't have to jump ship and suddenly become um, solitary people, but we can take on the strategies that they use. I think there's also, you know, if somebody's having a, a, a bad day where they feel very lonely, is have the radio on. Um, I find the radio a bit more helpful than the TV. You can sort of, you know, the TV just sort of goes into the background. The radio, you have to sort of concentrate and listen to what people are saying and just hearing another voice is really helpful. Um, and I think it's about kind of sort of thinking about making new connections with people. If, if there's sort of somebody you know through a sort of local group that that might be lonely is is having a connection with them but also thinking about old connections people that you might not have been in touch with for a long time now is the time to just sort of pick up the phone and say how are you doing and that's a a benefit of two ways so I think you know people might not have a lot of people um in their social circle but actually there might be people that were in their social circle that are not anymore and now might be a time to try and make some connection with those those people and there's befriending and voluntary services out there that are uh, have had a, a vast increase in the number of people volunteering to help people who are feeling lonely um so you know sort of befriending voluntary services are there to make contact with people regularly to make sure they're doing okay so how about the people who are starting to feel a bit overwhelmed by everything is there help out there for them look at it in stages um 
and, and straight away recognize that they're, you're not feeling the same as you used to and, and start to put some of the things into place yourself. You know, look how your life was. If it was okay before, try and emulate it. Try and put things in place that would mimic it. And don't leave it too long if that doesn't work because we have talking therapy services and, and, and everything beyond that to assist people who've started to feel unwell. So, so you know, if, if, you are, if you're spending much of your time in your, um, in your house and you don't have any outside interaction, you don't have anyone to break up the routine and your mood is going off, then do, do look for help. We, we, can, we can assess and look and see if there's a clinical problem and, um, and signpost you over to some of the voluntary sectors if, if it's a quick lift that you need. Um, and we can also spot other things that might need treatment. Of course, services are not seeing people face to face, but we are we are running with digital strategies that still offer excellent treatment for people who find this is the time for them to come in and use that time wisely. So you know, when we when we get people through into services, they'll say, "I've never had the time before. I'm just I'm just like a rat on a wheel. I'm just I'm just trying to keep up with life." Well, again, now that now is that time. We've 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 invested heavily in. Um, digital interventions that emulate what we do in talking therapies and the outcomes are very good. So, so do consider coming talking to us. And I think it's important to remember that all the mental health services are still open. Um, and even, even though a lot of people, you know, sort of are feeling like they're struggling and people are saying, well, it's normal to struggle in, in a pandemic, that doesn't mean you have to manage it on your own. Um, you know, our, our services are still there for people. Um, and like you say, Marcus, it might not be, um, you know, have, have developed into sort of anxiety or depression, but it might be feeling overwhelmed and having a bit of support earlier on. We always say to people, come for help before it becomes an emergency. Um, don't, don't leave it too late. Um, and there's something about naming emotions that makes them less scary and and actually you know sort of makes them more 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 sort of manageable and having somebody to talk to about how you feel how you're coping do some problem solving get some practical support that all those things can be accessed by coming through to our talking therapies service and as marcus said you know that all our assessments are available on telephone now so people won't have to leave the house um all the interventions you know are, are, are still sort of available as they were so you know it, it's it's if people sort of start to feel overwhelmed it would be really good if then they consider coming through to services don't wait till they're completely overwhelmed and can't cope so i guess it's about it's about getting some help early on um and in the meantime sorry the the one of the things i forgot to mention was we, we've seen people coming through with increased alcohol usage they're cutting down on the sleep they're staying up watching netflix i mean how much is on netflix we've been at it for 12 months now they must be running out of stuff it's it's so if you've noticed that your 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 sleep pattern is shifting later into the night and you're still having to get up and you're spending a lot of time um tired be careful that your caffeine increase hasn't gone up be careful that you're not resorting to um you know fast food or, or processed food whereas you might have had a good mix of fruit and veg before, get those things, have a look at those things and see if you can wind some of them back to the position that they used to be. So your sleep 
alcohol, caffeine, and taking a walk every day, getting outside in the fresh air. As we said before, don't let your phone be the first thing that you look at. Don't let it be the first thing to stimulate you. And if you're working from home, one of the physiotherapists told me, it's a dead good tip, was what don't slouch too much, sit up straight. I know I'm doing it now, but sit up straight because your bottom third of your lungs aren't getting used when, you, when you're hunched over a keyboard. And, and they're really pivotal in the amount of oxygen, you know, in your SATs that you were... Uh, that you require. So, so make sure you, you've just got little things in check that might have been there before. If you worked in an office, you'd be getting up, you'd be walking around. If you did that, make sure you do that. And finally, what are your hopes for the year ahead? Oh, good one. Um, I, well, it's been nice to come in today to see people and, and, it's, and it's just that, uh, well, it's not it's not pinning it all on a certain time scale, but obviously, as 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 was mentioned with the uh, as Susan said with the last lockdown, the weather was a lot better, and I suppose one of the things we could always talk about is is nature. When you when you want to observe the world rather than look at the news, look at look at the nature outside. Look at the birds coming back, um, and look at you know things starting to grow in your garden. So it's. I'm looking forward to things like that. I think this is a great time and this is a great opportunity to start noticing the things that are around us that, that do really matter and not, not, the, not the things that are transient. Yeah, in the first lockdown, I was sort of dreaming of going on a, a lovely holiday again. That seems like it's kind of sort of so far off now, um, but also not the thing that I'm most kind of keen to do. Um, I'm actually looking forward to seeing my parents, for my children to see my parents. Um, my husband's birthday's in August. I think if we can have four or five friends in the garden, that would be absolutely the most enjoyable thing ever um, and something that kind of um, we would have been doing regularly in previous summers without even giving it a second thought. So I think everything is going to um, taste a lot better, whether it be kind of eating out or spending time with friends. But I think there will be a, a time, you know, where we start to do these things where we really savour them um, because we'll realise actually we took them for granted and they are so important to us. Um, my son said to me the other day, I can't wait till we can go to McDonald's again to, to eat in. Um, and the other one said, I can't wait to go to the cinema. And, you know, things that we would have just done without thinking about that actually. Um, and I, I quite like the fact that they're starting to think about doing those things again, because when they think about it, it gives them a bit of excitement to think, well, what will be the big movie of the summer summer that we can go to? Um, if we get to go on holiday, that would be great. But that isn't really kind of on my sort of list of things that I'm really valuing at the moment. It's more around kind of getting out and about and doing things and seeing work colleagues, if I'm honest. Um, you know, when, when I do come in, there's sort of minimal colleagues there that, yeah, to, to be able to see, see the people that I would normally see and, and enjoy their company.